0: Aloha and welcome to figments on reality i'm dan leaf i go by fig that's the name and today we're going to talk about the harsh realities of 2022 what a cheery topic it might not be that bad, I do want to tell you that season two episode five is the final episode of figments on reality per se. I'm still going to do Figments, the Power of Imagination, but reduce the frequency to every two weeks because, what, I simply can't handle it. I have too many other things to do. Uh, One of them is the first harsh reality I'll talk about in today's show. So I'll appear every other week starting next week uh, with Figments, the Power of Imagination as the title, but we will intersperse commentary as we do and uh, occasionally have shows that are devoted entirely to commentary on on events. I'm sure the world will provide us plenty to talk about in 2022, and that that commentary will consider continue in the unreality reality vein, apolitical, even in a midterm election year, uh, because I don't like to muddy uh, what I think with political leanings, because. My opinions aren't political they're about how the country and the world can work and should work and of course i try not to be vitriolic especially during the holiday season and i hope you all had joyous wonderful holiday seasons whatever holidays you celebrated and are ready for a new year and i wish you a blessed and happy new year We already have had a blessed and happy holiday season and new year because we have a new member of the family. That's right. There's Ace, a miniature Schnauzer, the newest member of the family. He's a blast, as you can see by the cloud. He's a puppy of destiny. When when your profile's in the sky, you must be a special dog, and he is. Of course, everybody's dog is special to the the family, and it's been a really wonderful family endeavor to do all the things that come with puppies. And those of you who've experienced it know exactly what I'm talking about. But he's a blast. Keeps us busy, and will make the new year. Pretty exciting. Now I'm going to get on to my harsh realities in a second, but let me tell you, these are not predictions. There are realities that may present themselves, may not, but they're what I think are the most important uh, potentialities on the horizon. The only, I'll make one prediction. Okay, I will step away from that. Not one of my harsh realities. I predict... That Brandon will not be the most popular boy's name for babies born in 2022, regardless of the political leanings of the family. I I just think that's a lot. Okay, harsh realities, number one. My harsh reality is I have to write a book. Uh, I've been encouraged to write a book for a long time. You know I have opinions and some stories and know amazing people many of whom appeared on Figment's uh, The Power of Imagination. And uh, Alejandro, my wife and others have encouraged me to write a book. I've been reluctant because I know my memory is not perfectly accurate. Uh, Also, I don't wanna write uh, something that will be self-aggrandizing or gloss over my flaws. And frankly, the writing of this book has been a wonderful time for reflection Uh, on both success and failure and maybe the most helpful in looking back at failures and things that I could have done better and hope to do better in the future. Uh, It's a collection of stories and the title is going to be uh, at least tentatively stories. I tell myself because while I'm a storyteller and do it from podiums and over beers and things like that, um, really the stories I tell to myself to reinforce what I've learned and to Form or adjust my life view so they're important to me in that regard. I've had an amazing journey from a small town in Wisconsin to being a senior officer in fighter pilot in the Air Force to the things I've gotten to do after that including figments. Um, so I'd like to give you an example and I might do this every week. I'm up to about 50 pages Uh, Here's an example of one of the stories when I was talking about my matriculation to Air Force pilot training and uh, through the university with much difficulty and everything else. So here's the last paragraph before I set off for Air Force pilot training. After college graduation, I had to wait almost seven months before reporting for active duty. I made ends meet with two genuine crap jobs. Might have said it differently in the book. The first was of the equine variety, mucking stalls on an Arabian horse breeding ranch in exchange for rental of a small farmhouse. I'm not a fan of horses anyway, and my experience at at that end of the business hardened my dislike. Little did I know that, Shoveling horse manure was perfect preparation for, to, for a job in the Pentagon decades later. Okay, so now I'm sure you're excited. You'll buy the book if I finish the book and if somebody publishes the book. Fun to write, a good exercise, and, uh, uh, and hard work, but worthy work. All right, what is my uh, harsh reality number two? I talked about this way back on December 6th. It's the end of the pandemic, folks. Trust me on this. The end of the pandemic. Omicron represents the end of the pandemic because it is so contagious, so well countered by vaccines, and relatively mild. Okay? So it's the end of the pandemic. But letting that pandemic end, this pandemic end, is something that some people are going to thwart. I think the authorities will be reluctant for a variety of reasons, and perhaps slow to recognize that it's over, and we should return to whatever the new normal is. Um, And additionally, there are two powerful groups that will work to continue the pandemic. One are those companies that stand to make money, the pharmaceuticals and others, and hey, it's business. I'm not calling them evil. I'm just saying, why would you want a cash cow to croak? So... Uh, And another, frankly, are interest groups like unions who uh, rightly or wrongly are reluctant to return to um, a fully functioning economy. In other words, normal work from the normal workplace. Surely there'll be some adjustments to methods of work in the future, but uh, um, these groups for out of interest of protecting their workers or because the workers have become accustomed to Uh, either not working or working at home, are going to fight a return to normal. And we can see that today where the federal government has mandated total telework in Washington, D.C. Come on. This is the end of the pandemic, folks, and we're reacting in the wrong way. Uh, The one thing that Omicron has illustrated that should have been kind of obvious to those in power and responsible for making broad decisions is the value of self-testing. I think we could have limited the spread uh, and sped the treatment of uh, COVID-19 long ago with deployment of self-testing assets. So you knew if you had it, you didn't have to go stand in line at the pharmacy or as we saw at the mall uh, this weekend, um, you Find out you have COVID, you stay home. If you're at risk or feeling very badly, you get treatment ASAP. Pretty obvious to me, but we're still behind the power curve. And um, and I, I don't see the government getting this done in with su- sufficient uh, uh, rapidness, if you will. So uh, we shouldn't go crazy, um, but it is time to recognize that COVID has become the common COVID. And it's morphed into an endemic and tolerable malady and we've got to get on with it. So let's do that. Unfortunately, related to uh, the pandemic is my next harsh reality, and that is continued economic malaise. I do not see the U.S. or global economy getting better during 2022. I just don't think it's going to happen. We're going to be very slow to Uh, transition back to a normal, vibrant economic environment. Even when we do that, we're going to have to pay some government bills for the assistance that was provided and some of the money that was wasted uh, in response to the pandemic. And uh, inflation and underemployment are going to continue. Um, So that isn't a recipe for rapid economic recovery. And that failure to have a rapid economic recovery is going to feed the very next uh, harsh reality, and that's political chaos. And I may talk more about this than any other one. I believe 2022 will hold extraordinary uh, or feature extraordinary political chaos in the United States. Uh, we're already in um, troubled waters with the broad divides between uh, the Republican and Democrat parties and the various um, philosophies, if you will, uh, that are counterproductive and, and keep the government from getting anything done that needs to be done. We see that with the Build Back Better failure and other problems. As I've mentioned in the past, we have an extraordinarily unprecedented. Unpopular president, for the second time in the row in a row, with an equally at least unpopular vice president, which means there'll be a lack of and this is not a political comment it's an observation on how things are working, a lack of cohesiveness and coherence in one side and then the other side, the republicans, conservatives, whatever label you prefer are going to be uh, scrambling to make the most of the opportunity that the bad economy and and democrat uh dysfunction provides them and that will be a republican republican world and so we're going to see tremendous chaos there's another bit of potential political chaos that that i don't wish for and i hope i'm wrong about this but now president biden is not a young man at times he has not looked particularly vibrant or vital uh, in public, and there's no guarantee that 2022 doesn't hold some sort of a uh, physical crisis for the president. Okay, that's bad enough. We have a transition plan. We've transitioned in the past as a result of assassination and illness. But as I said, we've got an extraordinarily un- unpopular vice president, rightly or wrongly, not judging, but this sets the stage for added to all of the other. Uh, issues in our political system right now, if there's such a crisis, it's going to be very chaotic. And that chaos is bad for the United States. We have things to do. We have government things to do. We have budgets to pass. We have to enable a return to a vibrant economy. And if our political system isn't working, it becomes that much more difficult and thus unlikely. So that worries me. But it's also... Worrisome because it could provide a window of opportunity for those who think differently than us on the international stage, and perceived weakness or paralysis in the American political system can uh, can encourage bad behavior by others on the world of, world stage, and this should be very concerning to all of us. Uh, I'll have to get to what would Fig do at the end. I haven't prepared that because I intended to think through it as I talk to you all. Uh, but hopefully, there are things we can do. So uh, that political chaos uh, could be very, very um, problematic, to say the least. Quick break to talk about my next episode of um figments the power of imagination i've got a really cool guest lined up ricky ellison two-time super bowl champion won a national championship uh on the usc's football team uh is a very interesting guy he is the uh, ceo president director of the missile defense uh, advocacy agency kind of an unlikely role story is a great one and ricky's agreed to be my guest and talk about his amazing journey from new zealand to now washington dc with a quick stop on the the field of battle in the nfl so i'm sure you'll enjoy that i really look forward to having him on the show okay back to harsh realities next this one should make me happy right i've advocated since 2017 for an end of war agreement on the Korean Peninsula. Just to remind you, the Korean War ended with an armistice, not a peace treaty, not a true end to the conflict, but a pause. It's been a really long pause. Uh, and in my mind, the armistice should be replaced with some agreement that ends the war. There are those that say uh, that the, uh, this is dangerous. You know, we're rewarding North Korea for bad behavior, it's a victory, whatever. You can't solve the problems on the Korean Peninsula, the divide between the two Koreas, the nuclear tensions, when the first sentence in any discussion about the Korean Peninsula starts with technically still at war. So I firmly believe that even with the attendant risk, there should be an end-of-war agreement. The South Koreans have been pushing for this and have publicly said that uh, they've reached an agreement in principle with the United States to move forward on an end of war agreement. Guess what? Not happening. Why is it not happening or not going to have the necessary effect? Because the Biden administration has shown its disinterest in the Korean Peninsula. They have a dual-rolled special representative on North Korea matters, and we don't even have an ambassador nominated a year later to be our ambassador in Seoul to the Republic of Korea, South Korea. I think it's a pretty important place. I think ambassador roles, and I've said this before on figments, are extraordinarily important. And if I were to be president, not happening, Um, 2022 or any other time, the first thing I do is work to get a slate of qualified ambassadors in place around the world. There are key executors of foreign policy. I mean, they do a lot of work in Washington, D.C. The Secretary of State does a lot of traveling and meetings and talking, and the president meets with senior leaders. But the hard work is done by the country team led by a qualified ambassador. The fact that we haven't even nominated a replacement for Ambassador Harry Harris in Seoul, and of course he departed at the end of the administration, shows we're not interested. And make, convinces me that even though we have a chance to make extraordinary progress in, uh, with regard to matters on the Korean Peninsula, it's highly unlikely because we don't have anybody there to do it. It's a tragedy, and it's not just a tragedy because we have a chance to make the world safer by lessening the likelihood of conflict in Korea. We have a chance to help the long-suffering people of North Korea, and that should be as much a motivation as solving the nuclear crisis. Bad news, good news turned to bad news by inaction or disinterest. Next on my hit parade of harsh realities, boy, there's going to be a conflict somewhere. And I think it's an unforeseen conflict. I'm not ruling out the potential for uh, Chinese military action against Taiwan or some other escalation in the Taiwan Straits or around the Taiwan or Russia or Ukraine. Those could happen, but my view is that we're, we are always surprised and that somewhere an internal or external conflict will erupt and will be big enough to demand the attention of the great powers and maybe the intervention of the great powers. Um, I don't know what it will be. Myanmar is certainly looking, it's just tragic, as I've said in past shows, but there are plenty of other places for unrest and conflict. And uh, I don't think 2022 is going to be different than most years in that regard. Um, And my final arch reality, also mentioned previously, is another pandemic, but not a viral pandemic, but a cyber pandemic. We've seen, as I mentioned before, uh, pretty large-scale cyber intrusions, cyber um, fraud, theft, uh, and disruption, and it's only going to get worse. The, uh, it's, it's going to get worse, and I, I view 2022 as a turning point where hopefully the world, both government and, uh, and business, will take more seriously the cyber threat. Not just in bitcoins and cybercurrencies, but in uh, business, the ability to conduct business and um, uh, so on, and also in life uh, because a cyber attack on a power grid uh, or a banking system will disrupt input at risk human life each cheery look outlook for two thousand twenty two but that 's not really how I feel. I just think that we need to Be realistic about what we get ready for, what we ponder, both personally and collectively uh, going into the new year. So let's take a look back at these and let's talk about what FIG would do. There's the list. Okay, write the book. I'm going to write some more today. I've already done some. My wife has the first 50 pages for review. I'm going to get it done and get that harsh reality uh, realized. Um, The end of the pandemic, you have a voice. You you have both a voice and and your actions to make this the end of the pandemic. As I said, it's not time to go nuts, to be careless, but it is a time to live with an endemic disease uh, while taking appropriate risk and pushing to uh, return to normal. Uh, Write your representatives, call your mayors, call whomever, get vaccinated get a self-test kit. That's on my to-do list, Uh, but let's get after it aggressively, or number three there, not number, the economic malaise will only deepen. And for that, um, again, we have a voice. Uh, Citizens should uh, argue for uh, a revitalization of the economy for reopening of those bit businesses that are still or again closed, again, with adequate safeguards, but we can't sit and say, well, this is just the way it is. It, it isn't the way it is anymore. Things have changed. The common COVID, less, less lethal, less um, debilitating and easily countered by protective measures and uh, vaccination being the most important protective uh, measure. The uh, we we've got to end the pandemic to uh, limit the economic malaise. As for the political chaos, what would Fig do? Oh boy, I don't have an easy answer for that one, folks. It's not. There, there. This is a long term valley in American political performance. I'm optimistic that over time, as we have often done in the past, we'll return to a fully functioning uh, democracy with more collaborative effort uh, and a better sense of commitment to things other than reelection or political advantage. Um, But it's going to be a while. So uh, all I can say is, again, communicate with those you've elected to represent you, insist on action, to pass budgets, to to enact or enforce laws that work, uh, to maintain the rule of law, do their jobs. And if they don't do their jobs, there is a midterm election coming up and change that. As you evaluate candidates in that midterm election, please look beyond ideology. Uh, I have views, I have things that I believe in, politically, but the thing I believe in most is competence. The second thing I believe in for politicians is commitment, seeing what they say and what they actually do during a campaign. We need representatives who are competent in uh, cooperating and governing as part of a body and who are committed to a higher good, the the nation and its citizens, the city and its residents, the state and its residents more than they are to a donkey or an elephant or a color Um, so insist on that and vote for the uh on the end of war agreement well i'm going to keep writing and talking about that if you're interested please do the same we've got to get an ambassador into south korea and we've got to take advantage of this opportunity to make some real progress and we have to be willing to take some risk to do that I'll say that in print and to uh, our elected officials, if you share my view, please join me in doing that. There isn't much you can do to be ready for unforeseen conflict because it's unforeseen other than to to know that it will come and that a competent US response as part of the world community is very important. And the US response should encourage um, peaceful resolution, Uh, First in armed conflict should only be entered as the absolute last resort. It has become too easy to uh, engage in so-called limited conflict. I would assert that it's not limited when you're at the ground uh, center point of a target, or it's your country or your village. Um, But with drone warfare and other risk-free options it has become too easy for the United States to enter conflict and we should solve them, not start them. Um, And uh, finally, cyber pandemic, you do have a personal role, change your passwords, make sure they're good passwords, ensure that your uh, protective software is in place and updated. I'm not recommending a particular vendor, but this is serious stuff look at your apps, look at your banks, know what's being done with your privacy. So, um, that's about it. Hey, happy 2022. It will be a happy 2022. We always have problems to deal with. One of the things that irritates me the most when I play grumpy old man and tell people to get off my lawn, which I don't do. I certainly don't tell ACE the wonder dog to get off my lawn. Um, yeah, but one thing that does irritate me is um, that we tend to assume we've got it worse than anybody else has. We don't. It's going to be a difficult year. The pandemic has been difficult. hasn't been the depression. It hasn't been the Spanish flu epidemic. It hasn't been a world war. Um, and we are much blessed uh, in the United States, I think especially blessed not because we're special but we're pretty darn lucky and we ought to a, appreciate that and be use those blessings to make the world a better place and not sit there whining on facebook or instagram or anything else about how tough we've got it because we don't have it that tough and the future is bright as long as we make it bright so let me close by saying thanks as always to think tech Think Tech Hawaii is a nonprofit corporation that needs your support. I made my end of year donation. Please make your start of year donation or sometime during the year. You're going to find some content you like on ThinkTech Hawaii. So go to their website and check it out. And when you watch mine on ThinkTech or YouTube or Vimeo, please click like. There's no. More. Just make your host feel better. So. Best wishes for 2022. Don't let the harsh realities steer you. Enjoy your life and your year. And I'll see you in next week on Figments, The Power of Imagination. Aloha.